so I recently uh, purchased a VR game. I got the VR itch again because it's been popping up on my YouTube uh, algorithm. And uh, I picked up Boneworks, uh, which is in short like a physics simulator but it has i i was unaware that it has like a, a very good uh solo campaign um but it's in short uh you are playing as a uh, i i haven't finished it yet but i believe you are a machine that looks like a person and you are trying to escape a factory and it's kind of self-aware it's got like portal and um like uh is it like half, Dark Souls? Half, no. <laughs> like Half-Life vibes. It's like a Dark Souls. No, it's not. But uh, it's very eerie, kind of creepy uh, tones. Oh, Doki Doki Literature soundtrack. Club. Yeah. But um, it's about a 10-hour run until... A lot uh, of reading. A lot of reading. <laughs> a lot of static images. You're just clicking next. Uh <laughs> like the Doki Doki Literature like Club. A Doki, uh, like a, you know, it's a, a visual novel. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, in most areas, it really does a good job of the level design is very open. So there's large rooms and huge factory machines and stuff. Uh, but in the ceiling, there's always a projected sky. There's like a projected simulation of the sky. Um, and kind of the goal is that you're trying to escape. I think I said it already. You're trying to escape this, this factory. Um, and then about 10 hours in, you get to this level called Central Station, and it's kind of the way out of this underground factory. And the music is booming, and it's very synth wavy. Um, and you walk up the turnstile stairs, and you see for the first time a glass topped like roof that is. It's stormy outside, lightning's going, and you see the sky. And I just remember looking up and just kind of taking it in and feeling like man like i'm here like i i have made it out um and i got thinking about how that trope of like i like oh i i did it i made it out has shown up just a ton in media over the past like i don't know a couple years maybe even longer than that but just the idea of like like hades for example like i gotta escape hell i gotta get out of here um attack on titan i gotta get out of these walls um it's very like i don't know if it's like chance you said before we recorded like maybe it's human nature um to maybe it's a grass is always greener kind of thing but i feel like we connect so well with this kind of overarching idea of like i gotta get out of here and when when you do and especially in playable games and movies where you see the hero or heroes get out it just feels so good uh and i just wanted to get your buzz on like like your pulse on like what why <laughs> why is that that way why does it feel so good to get out the one that comes to mind for me when you were talking was was uh Roxas at the end of the prologue of Kingdom Hearts 2. Right. Ooh. And he's like, I guess my summer vacation's over. <laughs> <laughs> A great um, example because I'm not laughing. But <laughs> but um but no, I, I also was thinking of um what's that wow, I, I suck. Uh, but the Jim Carrey movie where he's stuck inside the uh, Truman Show the bubble. Uh, Truman Show Truman right. Show, yeah. Truman Show. Yeah, Truman Show, Shawshank. There, I think it is. I yeah, I think it's human nature. I think um, there's something about the the Great Escape. Isn't that an old movie where they break out of a World War II camp? 
um, bunch of like I think so. I think that's what PW it's called. Soldiers. Right. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's I think there is something human nature of like wanting to break out of restraints. Right. You know, whether they be like our own restraints or by like some kind of oppressor and stuff. Um, right. Like like just going into space and like like pushing the limits of what it is to be human, you know. Um, but also, me saying that, I think that's also just like story structure, right? Like in every story, there has to be conflict, right. you know? And there is always something pushing against the hero or the protagonist. So like them reaching the pinnacle of the mountain or like, you know, getting to Mordor, breaking out of the facility or whatever. That That's just like the natural climax of a story. Right. But, but not to, not to generalize, I do think the specific like point of breaking out of the confines, I think that is, it is a very euphoric feeling. Yeah. Whether it be at the end of a game or like the midway point or whatever, you like literally feel the, the, the relief yeah. off your shoulders. Yeah, that's, right. that's why I said Shawshank, I think that that's like a one really good depiction when he just like is, you know, busting out in the rain and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, covered in... But, if I can Christmas. get a little psychoanalytical, lay it, it on is, me. It is our first and beginning moment that we breach into the world. That's I'm, awesome. Like from it's yeah, I think yeah, that's awesome. Out from the womb, are right. we like we come into being, and so almost it's this idea of being within something and then becoming something new as you get out of it, and then. Um, yeah, I definitely think that conflict makes it spicier, right? And that's why mm -hmm. I think if you add like extra, you know, conflict like a prison or even more like Saw, like there's some like imminent like um, curse of being caught within, like right. getting out is just that much more relieving. And one idea that I think is interesting because you, you brought up just story narrative in general, Chance, is the difference in and i do want to give like ronnie and silas their opportunity to say what they want about get out before i transition but i do think that there's an interesting um difference in the feeling of getting out as opposed to getting in and when i think of getting in i think of like hmm. um puzzles and cracking codes and yeah like heist and getting robbing in. the bank right yeah. yes you remember the book, The City of Ember? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. No. City uh, of Ember? It was this, yeah. they made a movie out of it. What a good, what a good book. And if yeah. I remember it correctly. Um, it was this uh, story for, I don't know, probably like grades kind of three through six, like that age group. Um, and um, it was about a... Uh, these people who are trapped in the city um there, there's a city and, and i can't remember if they knew they were underground or not um oh yeah no, it had been it had been 200 years yeah. since they went down yeah uh i actually read the whole trilogy so oh, i read a, the first two i didn't read the last one though yeah the third one was very strange mm -hmm. um it was very unlike the other ones and then because it was just like in a normal town and like weird stuff was happening but then at the end, like bad shit starts happening, and then all of the townspeople go on the yeah. ground, and that's that's the founding of City of Ember, 
So, oh, I do remember so. that. Yay, I remember they, they had yeah. like a flashback in the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. I, I think I read that one too, actually. I just forgot about it. Um, the But yeah, so like the, and you know, it, it, the, it's from the perspective of this. Uh, everyone's like forgotten at this point what happened and how they got there and what's outside of it. And everyone's basically very scared. And the city was never, and what they don't know is the city was never designed to last. Yeah. And it was like a temporary solution and everything's starting to fail. And there's this girl who finds, um, I don't get all the details, but basically like finds the thing that tells her like the truth. Like this is how you get out of the city and you can get out and the there is an above ground and it's, yeah. if you there's open air and there's all of this stuff and no one believes her. And so she, her and her, it's like her and her friend, maybe some other people uh, are trying to like figure out how to break the city out when everyone is against her and telling her that she's wrong and crazy right. and wants to stop her. Um, but, but like that was the, I think for me, it's probably why the first thing I thought of, that was my first exposure to that, uh, that you know, trope or recurring theme kind of um, yeah, story right? was, was the city of Emerald, like in it, in it, I remember when it came, when the, when the movie came out, uh, cause then I went and read the books after, um, yeah, like really stuck with me. I, I loved the, there's, something I and it's kind of what Jackson was saying like makes so much sense because when people talk about that experience of like breaking out they often call it like I've been reborn or like I've been like that like that um how that connects to to the like getting out of something and the transformative process of escaping uh something confining yeah, uh, is like naturally people just associate that to to birth. Yeah, that's um, why we like escape yeah. rooms. I mean, escape rooms so much. Sorry, for <laughs> you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Coming in with the bangers. I the way that I was thinking about this, I think was a little bit um, from the other end of the spectrum. From, but it's from the same system. I think it all works in the same system. Um, but I was thinking about the pushback against that, like human nature right. to to explore or to be reborn, and I think that that is the push and pull between the desire to know the unknown and the fear of the unknown that we right. always wrestle with. Both the right? giver, right? I mean, it's like you always have. I mean, both sides, right? Like with the giver, with Gurren Lagann, you have the townspeople who like life sucks, but they want to stay underground because it's safe, right? Or right. they think it's safer. Um, and like you always have that like life cycle of an individual who is young and feels like the world is theirs to take and wants to explore and then they become old and they've seen the horrors that the world offers and, and have, you know, fear from those experiences that they've had and say, well, maybe we should keep things the way they are because at least it's familiar and at least I know the pain that we'll have if we keep things here, right? Um, and so I think it's really interesting that like both of those pieces are parts of human nature, both the desire to explore and the fear of the unknown. Um, and I think that that's also why, you know, these gaming moments, especially to bring it back, Zach, work so well. Um, yeah. It's because it's that push and pull that is really beautiful. Like when you finally emerge from the unknown and it is beautiful, it is maybe not safe, but it is like you, you see like the beauty that can be offered by a full sky. You understand the dangers of living on your own out in the wilderness, but like you are free to explore it, you know, versus I would say the experience of breaking out into an unknown that is frightening. Like I think of, um, uh, what is the game that we used to play for spooky night chance? 
Oh, Outlast. Outlast. Like Outlast, dude. right? Like I think like Outlast is a very broad open space, but like it's terrifying, right? Like you want to hide in the closet. You want to hide right. under a table. Like you don't want to, you want to be in. You don't want to be wanna out. Explore. Um, and like, I think like there's probably some psychoanalyst thing there where, you know, you want to, you lay in, I sleep in the fetal position probably because I have a lot of trauma and, you know, like <laughs> I'm going to be an old decrepit Republican conservative because Chance thinks I'm a, a moderate and I'm only 25, um, you know, <laughs> so like all of that jazz. Um, but I do think that that like is also a really interesting dichotomy that comes with the questions act. And I also think it like works really well as a, uh, as a metaphor for like so many other things too. Like I think right. innately, like it, it works on its own. Um, but I think like breaking out, breaking free, breaking chains, you know, becoming new, transforming, um, works Butterfly. really well for Sorry. so many other, you know, instances and like yeah. people can connect to it on so many different levels because it's yeah. such a basic idea too. So I think that that's also why it resonates a lot. You, you made I, me think of hobbits when you started talking about that, the whole like difference between, yeah, I mean, you know, like everyone's really content. And I think it's something really beautiful about that story about Lord of the Rings right. is the, um, like everyone is happy in Hobbiton. In most yeah. stories when they're talking, like it, it, it starts from someone being unhappy and then they break out. Right. And I like the contrast of, uh, everyone was actually extremely happy where they were. Yeah, they um, leave the comfort. The, the circumstance of their environment changing is like, I I have to leave this um, so one day I may have this again. Or like, right. like you know, it's like the, the sometimes, um, sometimes you change and it's this like miraculous, glorious rebirth. Uh, and then sometimes you leave one state to enter another state uh, because you have no choice. And I, there's something I also feel very like, relatable about that. Yeah, totally. I, I think I, I keep thinking this while everybody was talking and it just kind of adds on. Like, I think also search for truth is something that we've kind of touched on just a little bit. But I think I think that's another like key part of this kind of story with a lot of the stories when they tell us Matrix being kind of the crown jewel of that kind of story, right? Like everybody's very comfortable in the Matrix. Things are really good in the Matrix, but we got to get out, right? You got to get out of the Matrix, to even, even if it means breaking out of the comforts and seeing the nightmare, right? Like, um, one cool thing with, with Boneworks was the whole ceiling inside the factory is like sunshiny and there's beautiful like mountains and you know, it's, it's very attractive projected landscape, but even walking out into reality and seeing that it's stormy and dark and raining was still beautiful. Like it was like more enticing to see kind of the nasty, knowing that it was real, knowing that it was truth, right? So I think there is something so cool too about human nature, about wanting to know what's out there, even though, like you said, Ron, I think you said it best, like the fear of the unknown and just praying and hoping that it's good, right? But wanting so bad to know regardless, you know, you just wanna know, you wanna know what's beyond uh, what is, you know, the truth and so uh i just think i think i think it's a very uh probably yeah somebody probably way smarter than me jackson probably knows way more about why we feel that way but um i don't know i just found it super super interesting and one of the biggest 
highs in gaming is is having that like huge like ugh, like i i did it moments um and that's probably why we keep seeing it right like <laughs> because because it, it makes you feel a, a a certain kind of way um and i think you mentioned bioshock too and that's like that's like also a really good one it's not necessarily about like discovering but once you do discover certain things it's like oh yeah this is amazing <laughs> it's more about like the the twist of truth in all of those games but the, very the worst thing about bioshock and outlast is well except for outlast 2 both instances you've you've chosen to to go in right and then you realize i don't want to be here and it's way harder getting out you know right see that was one thing that i that i've been thinking for a hot minute since i said the thing about getting in is that most stories where you're trying to get in is so that you can get what's inside out it's either ah. like saving someone getting the money and getting out it's getting the truth and getting out uh most of the stories that i'm thinking of is the like the ending places not to be in because a lot of times i mean when when it's a story getting in is met with resistance which implies that you're not meant to be in, right? right. You're not right. supposed to be in. So the goal is to get in so that you can get out, right? Get what you need to get out. So I, there's even an idea there. Um, yeah, I think I think yeah. also like I think of that brings up a quiet place too to me though, where like also the goal is for some for some things the goal is to get in because of the experience of being out, right? Of being outside where it's not safe right like you are in right. the like you're somewhere where it is not safe and you are threatened uh -huh. and the goal is to find a place where you were safe and to get into that hub that is safe so uh -huh. like i feel like that's the only instance where it's like you're trying to get into the garden of eden because you don't want to die outside of the walls right like that's the yeah. only other case you know i think of that's not like getting in to get out but is that getting into safety or is that getting out of danger Oh shit! Oh, uh, well, shit. It's, oh, it's like uh, I want to say, is there a story where like it's like they're crossing paths? Like one person is in trying to get out, and the other person is out trying to get in. I think the only one that I can think of is like Prince and the Popper, and it's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, uh, kind Kingdom of? Hearts uh, Chain of Memories. Uh, I guess yeah. Aladdin too. <laughs> it's like, oh, you have everything. She's like, I just want to explore <laughs> the city. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think most of the time it's it's not that. Most of the time, if the stakes are high enough, it's like, oh, I'm just trying to get in so I can be safe. Versus, uh, I just want to see what it's like to be a, a popper. <laughs> right. I mean, I think I very think low everything stakes. that you've I think everything that you've that said, Zach, like makes makes sense though. Like I I think that like there is a very strong presence of this like either metaphor or theme throughout like a lot of the human experience and that's what makes it resonate i mean that doesn't mean it's the only thing that describes right. the human experience oh yeah so like no, there are no, other no. storytelling mediums and themes and you know motifs that litter through games and and whatnot but it's a strong one that definitely is there um yeah and for I, sure I, I like that a lot it is not I, I don't think any of us think it's the only story right. um but it's a really good one i like it a lot is there another feeling like that in a video game that's like on that level? You know, not something generic like beating the boss, but like, is there some other kind of mountaintop Release? experience? Yeah. I think yeah. The, the only other one that I can think of that is that amount of like euphoria um, is like when all the pieces fall together. 
when you get the aha right, moment. Right, it clicks. Yeah, right. I think, uh, I think the, the eureka moment, the eureka, like when you know, like everything's been kind of shrouded in shadow, which I guess almost works with this metaphor. Like you've been in the darkness and you come into the light, right? Like everything right. makes sense. And then I think like even more so when you when that happens to you twice, it's even worse. <laughs> like when you get the aha moment, but then the aha was wrong and you get an aha, aha moment and you're like, fuck. You know. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. Can truth. you say that again? Can you? It's, it's aha, aha, fuck. No, that's, aha, that's and the... then aha, aha. You know, aha, fuck. aha. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's an O in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I'm just I, one, one that I can think of that doesn't seem maybe too related is being the best. Yeah. Right. That's a big motive. Is that just being King the number the one? Being Hokage. Yeah. Like right. Defeating one's rival, proving oneself, conquering, all proving competency, efficacy. Um, I think specifically rivals in game. Like that's a great rivals. Is it's never really it's the, Pokemon because your rival sucks. <laughs> yeah. Gary is a piece of shit. What do you mean sucks? No, but it feels good to beat Gary. Right. Oh, yeah. Rivals uh, I, are the best. Yeah, I mean, it feels good. I think maybe just I've been coded to not care about my Pokemon rival because, like, they're typically pretty easy. But I think, like, um, what about the what guy I think of you love? What about is, Sasuke? like, uh, yeah. beating your roommate at Smash when, like, you haven't beat them, you know, yes, for, like, two years. Beating, beating Ronnie as Donkey Kong. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> we going here? Saying. We going here right now? We're getting no, no. Uh, Captain Falcon but, skin. The, the narrative that happened to is, me once. It was pretty, it was pretty great. <laughs> the narrative <laughs> is that Chance, uh, from Chance's end, he finally beat Ronnie when he was playing Donkey Kong, and he said, "I conquered this, you trolling bastard." And from, <laughs> Ronnie's, end, and from Ronnie's end is, "You fool! This does not count. I was drunk af." This wasn't even my it doesn't final matter. form. It doesn't matter. I got that W. Hold that L. Yep. And Ronnie's like, okay, I'll hold the L, hold but it's L. drunk. Yeah, it's, you know, like, it's one of those where a that's dub is a dub is I can a have dub. as many, I can have as many Johns as I it's want. That's dub. the beauty of it. Because, like, Chance gets to have his W and gets to feel good about, like, that he beat me. But I also get to hold my Johns and say, I was drunk. I wasn't even playing my main. It was super late at night and I was going easy on you. And, you know, I get to hold Bro. those too. So, oh but Chance, is, Chance gets to have the argument as you entered into the competition knowing those were the terms. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. And I get to say, you officially have the dub, but that means nothing in my world. Ronnie's you like, know, I put it in his soul. This is, this is the older brother power. Like, this is my stand. This is my court. Like, I can do this all day. You know, like, <laughs> I field. can like, I can literally sit here all day and give you reasons why that win didn't matter. While also saying, but you know, like, hey man, take your W. I don't know, man. Like, you know, take oh your God. take your dub. I I'm proud of you, man. Damn. So that that's yeah. that's older brother shit. He's right gonna there. do that. <laughs> yeah. But no, in real, in all honesty, take your dub. You beat me. Like, yeah. On record, like you beat me. Well, now I appreciate that. Now, now that I have a switch, I might be able to beat you sober. Maybe. Um, I'm probably good. Probably For those could. listening on our audio only section, Ronnie's demeanor changed entirely when Chance said that. He's just like, okay, yeah. maybe. Ronnie we'll started see. flexing. This very Dude, took stern. off his shirt. I mean, wait, like, uh, no, I mean, are you, no, you, no, you, no, you, you a sure? Are you a sure? 
Are you a Sora main now? I wanted to be, but I probably won't for the sake of my pride. Because if I say I'm a Sora main, I know my Sora is way worse than my other main. So like, I can't really okay. say I'm a Sora main for my own pride, but okay. I like Sora okay. a lot. I'm considering maining him. My legacy pick is Chancemas, though. So My legacy pick is, is Marth, and it always will be. And Jackson and I will always do a Marth ditto anytime we're in person and there is a <laughs> switch so fun. available. Dude, I was playing Marth. I've been playing a lot so of new characters, uh, like doing like random and stuff, and I played Marth, and getting a tipper is a euphoric is, feeling. Oh, and the sound, <laughs> the sound effect they put in Ultimate for those yeah. tippers, it's just, oh my goodness, it's the most hype, hype thing in the world. Oh, yeah, you hit like multiple tippers in a row too, like, mm -hmm. oh. <sighs> That's that is one of those gaming moments where like it feels like a uh, <laughs> one of those like real time sequences when you hit all the buttons perfect, but it's like actually hard. I can't think of anything yeah. off the top of my head, but you know what I mean. It's like fighting game I, stuff. I agree. Like in fighting Hero. games, in FPS, or, Guitar, yeah. or even Execution. or even MOBAs, I think uh, you know going along, trying to go along with the same idea of like euphoric feelings you get from a right. video game. Outplay. I. I think like pulling off a combo, you know, in fighting games, it's a combo in like MOBAs. It's just like an outplay of like right. skill shots. And then in like FPS, like hitting those, like clicking heads, like Dude. that is a euphoric. Kaboom. Dude, when oh, somebody just falls, yeah. clicking like ragdolls is like, yo. Dude, <laughs> Dude like. Like peeking, peeking a corner, you know somebody's yeah. watching. Jiggle peeking, uh. tapping once and hitting their head is like there's no other feeling like that. <laughs> Watching the kill feet, there's no other like, feeling. That's me. It's a lot of it comes down to like the the like the fruits of one's labor. Like I've thought about this at least. Right. I practiced it, and it's just like I willed it, and my body did it for just me. Did yeah, it. and right. that's just hot. That is. I love when you yeah. you feel is, is like a spirit watching yourself doing it. Yes, like it's like I your didn't brain do that. is elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, like I that was not me. <laughs> well, Thank I'll you, even man. say I'll even say like like there's two different types of like CS:GO play or FPS play of like. Yes, like I know somebody is gonna be there, so I'm gonna bank a flashbang and then they're dead. Like you just know, right? Like you know the path, like the map well enough. Uh, but also like there's a whole other side. This is reactionary. Like if you're not expecting somebody and you're still able to just like, <gasps> and they're dead, it's like, wow, I'm good. <laughs> like yeah. that feels, it's feel just, like it a, is like muscle memory. Yeah, you know? that's an adrenaline high. I feel like for sure. Yes. Like the, 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 the wrist flick, like no scope yeah. to kill the somebody. The door flies who, like, open and you're like, you. bang, yes. they're just dead. <laughs> so yeah. good. That's the heart Man, racing want, adrenaline yes. pumping. Last alive, three bodies left on the field, and it's just you. It's just you and your clicking heads. Oh, we could have a, we could have a whole prepod on like cl clutch. In the clutch moments in video games. Yeah, yeah. So, like yeah. being in the clutch, and like that could even go for hey, like solo you know player what? games, like Last Life. You we're know, getting like, in. Oh yeah, we're dude. We're we're at getting 30. into thirty minutes. You know what? I let's say we do gears. a little a little clutch moment oh. for the patrons. Yes, Ooh. let's switch right. gears. Yeah, I gotta think about um, this a second. Hey, patrons, sorry, I, I gotta go to the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> oh shit, I'll patrons, start. I gotta go get a refill on my drink. Like what you're listening to? 
Catch the extended version of this pre-pod on the Basically More podcast by supporting us at any tier on our Patreon, where you can access all previous Patreon pre-pods, early access to the Bangarang Gang, and weekly extended pre-pods. Enjoy this benefit and more over at patreon.com slash basicallygoodpodcast. 